0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening everyone. Live from John Gruden's desk at the Corona Hotline. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jenna and the Circle. Jenna, how are you tonight?
1: I mean, we're all having a better week than John Gruden, I guess. Jeez Elise. That escalated quickly. Um, but uh, how how are you doing? The Giants had a tough a tough week. Are you recovering?
0: Um, I've just kind of thrown up my hands in disgust and <laughs> giving up. But uh, it's it's a long season, and, you know, it was nice to see Kadarius Tony have a good game. But, of course, then he kind of undermined Punched all the that guy. by getting thrown out at the end there. And you just wonder he headbutted one be, of his own
1: trainers. He had a, t- he had a tough day, too.
0: <laughs> you just wonder if he's going to turn out to be a, you know, you know, is he more is he
1: more Plaxico Burris, or is he going to be <laughs> a little saner?
0: Oh, I was I was going to say Des Bryant, but I guess Plaxico is uh, probably a good Des comparison to. too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, you must be well, reveling in your uh, team's victory.
1: It was nice. It was definitely nice. I will take that. Um, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop, as you always are as a Cowboys fan. Everything could look good, but, like, you know something's going to happen. Just don't know what yet, but it's coming. <laughs> Everything feels a little too good right now, which makes me suspicious.
0: Well, they're they're certainly looking good. I don't know if they're the class of the uh, NFC. No. Yeah, but uh, they're certainly, you know, one of the better teams so far.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice to see them play like a real with team. Arizona
0: or the Rams or Tampa. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I feel like they can do that yet. But it's it, it's nice. It's certainly a nicer start than we're used to. So I will, I will take it, and just keep looking over my shoulder in the meantime.
0: <laughs> so yeah. we, uh,
1: we not only have covid this week and another london game but it's also the start of the bye weeks and i know you're all excited about (laughs) qr annual this the bye weeks are terrible conversation that will be coming down the line but in the meantime we'll be here for a full hour with you like we are every wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m eastern time you can find us all over social media uh, if this isn't enough for you, because really, how could one hour just be? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4 show at jkim16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4 show at gmail.com. And we are everywhere you can find your favorite podcast. If you miss an episode, you need some company while you're traveling to work, just download. If you want to leave leave a review, we appreciate that too. But uh, we we've got everything for you tonight. Everything you need to win your season-long fantasy, your daily fantasy, make a little money, some bragging rights. We got you covered. All the injuries, news, notes, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, our daily fantasy picks, and all that good stuff. Possibly an appearance from Blue, the formerly known as kitten now cat. You just you never know what we'll get. So. I, we really He's really pumped action. for one
0: game in particular this week, which you can probably <laughs> guess which one it is, but we'll talk about that. He's sitting right outside so. the studio here, anxiously awaiting our uh, patter on that game. He's
1: ready. He's
0: ready. He is.
1: <laughs> so yeah. while Blue gathers his thoughts, I will uh, get to our always lovely injury report. As I mentioned, we do have four teams on a bye this week too, so there's extra players to replace. Uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and San Francisco are all on buys, but yeah, have appearance on the injury report because San Francisco is a hot mess. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so once we get through these, we'll, we'll fill all of your holes. Don't worry. Uh, your lineups will be just fine. But, uh, the Cardinals will start there. They put linebacker Chandler Jones on the COVID list. He has tested positive, so he's definitely not going to play this week. Hopefully he's back for next week, but that's going to really depend testing-wise. Also, it looks like tight end Max Williams is going to be done for the season after both Sherp and I put him on multiple teams last week. I feel like we're maybe partially responsible for this. He suffered uh, a ce- what looks like a season-ending knee injury. Uh, they're still, still doing some tests, but I don't think we're going to see him back on the field this season. In Baltimore, wide receiver Sammy Watkins – Stop me if you've heard this before uh left a game with a hamstring injury. He's questionable. he's gonna be questionable forever. that's just what Sammy Watkins does uh so wait and see on him this week. The Ravens did however activate wide receiver miles Boykin from i r Rashad Bateman has not been activated yet not not looking like he's gonna play this week but uh boykin's back so they're getting a little healthier the panthers are quote hopeful that christian mccaffrey is going to play this week he's been coming back from that hamstring injury it looked like he was going to play last week they were they were kind of holding out hope right right up until the end but turned out he was not ready i think this week we've heard this story before so have a plan b but if he does play it's certainly a nice matchup out in chicago as the sands of time fall, uh, we've got a quarterback update. Justin Fields hyperextended his knee during Sunday's game. The MRI doesn't show any issues, so he's technically listed as questionable going into this week, but he's going to play unless he somehow hyperextends it. I don't really know how he could do that, but looks like he's going to be good to go this week. Someone who was a little less good-to-go looking, quarterback Joe Burrow. Uh, It was a bad week to run a quarterback sneak last week. They are more dangerous than ever, and we lost an awful lot of quarterbacks. So if we could maybe, like, put a pin on that play for a little while, my fantasy team and probably yours would all appreciate that. We saw Joe Burrow uh, leave leave to the hospital after the game on Sunday. He had a a scary hard hit and resulted in what they were classifying as a neck injury. He went to the hospital because he was having trouble speaking. Sort of important for a quarterback. Uh, he says he's going to play this week. He is quote on voice rest for the week. So he's just not talking. That's generally what happens there. So he's going to play. Hopefully he may, maybe, yeah, maybe learn some sign language, get a little silent count going. They got to figure something out. But, uh, they did also place running backs, my JP Ryan on the COVID list. He tested positive. He's not going to play this week, which brings us to Joe Mixon, who we have not seen. Uh, the last two weeks, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's, quote, week to week. They're not sure if he's going to play this week, but it certainly looks like they're going to do everything possible to get him out there because they don't have any other running backs. <laughs> out in Cleveland, wide receiver Jarvis Landry uh, has been dealing with that sprained knee. He's unsure if he's going to be activated off IR. He's working out. They're going to see how it goes this week. So there's a chance he comes back. The Browns could use a change of pace in their storyline. So it might not be the worst idea for them. Wait and see on that. In Dallas, uh, running back, Ezekiel Elliott, fell on a, an end zone pylon. Uh, kind of fell on his lower back. He's sore in his ribs and his lower back, but he's going to play through it. Mari Cooper kind of re-aggravated his hamstring injury. They're not even putting him on the injury report right now, so he's going to just keep playing through that, and we're all for it. Out in Denver, wide receiver Jerry Judy. He's been on IR with that high ankle sprain, which looked terrible, but ended up not being as bad as it, we thought it was. He is making good progress. There's no return date set. It's not quote, right around the corner, but it's getting closer. So he's not getting activated off-fire this week, but he is trending in the right direction, so we will take that. In Detroit, as if they didn't have enough problems just being the Lions right now, um, pretty much the two most important people to Jared Toff are no longer going to play this season. They put wide receiver Quintez Cephas, who's been his favorite target on IR. He broke his collarbone. Uh, and they also put center Frank Ragnow on IR. He's having toe surgery today. He's done for the season. And wide receiver Tyrell Williams, who's been on IR with a concussion, he is eligible to come off IR this week, but he is not going to, and they're saying his return is still off in the distance, which is not promising. Uh So things are not getting any better for old Dan Campbell in the Motor City. In Houston, the Texans are not going to be activating Quarterback Tyrod Taylor off IR this week. He is also eligible to return, but not going to be. He's still nursing that hamstring injury, so the Davis Mills show rolls on. They also have running back Rex Burke headlisted as questionable, and wide receiver Danny Amendola is also still questionable this week. They were pretty sure he was going to play last week. They are releasing wide receivers. <laughs> he didn't play. So now they're hoping maybe this week. Um, I, I would be cautiously optimistic there. In Indianapolis, uh, Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton yesterday, they were saying he is getting close, but not going to be coming off IR this week with that neck injury. And then today did a 180. They designated a return off IR. He practiced today. Looks like he's going to try to play this weekend. I'm all for it. Um, special teams-wise, they've got some issues. Kicker Rodrigo Blankenship, unfortunately, suffered a hip injury either in pregame or the first quarter of the game. Um, really depends He you ask when it happened. but. Clearly affected him as he missed an extra point and a game-winning field goal. They're not sure if he's going to be available or not this week. I maybe wouldn't start him. He started, didn't go great last week. They also lost a couple of key defensive players to concussions this week. So things maybe, uh, there's some upside, but maybe some downside out in Indianapolis. In Kansas City, uh, they had a tough week, not only taking the loss but they put running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on IR. He is going to miss at least the next couple of weeks of a sprained MCL. Chiefs wide receiver Ty- Tyree Kill suffered a knee injury in the game. He's not planning on missing any time. He's going to play through it. And tight end Travis Kelsey left the game with a stinger. He's listed as questionable. Uh, looks like he's on track to play, but keep an eye on that as well. As we alluded to earlier, the Raiders lost their coach this week. John Gruden resigned on Monday night after the whole email scandal you're all familiar with at this point, I would hope. If not, fire it in the old Google machine. See what comes up. Uh So now their special teams coach is the acting head coach. Um, John Gruden also called their plays just for what it's worth. Might be an interesting look this week compared to last week, which is also interesting. So things are a little rough out in Vegas. However, they are getting backup quarterback Marcus Mariota back. <laughs> He's, he's been on IR with a quad injury He is returning to practice this week So they've got that going for them Out in Miami he slash London Yeah, maybe he will I'm I'm not opposed to that <laughs> London's calling For the Dolphins this week Quarterback Jacoby Brissett Is dealing with hamstring soreness and he's receiving Treatment, however, he will not Be starting this week because Is eligible to come off IR With that rib injury he suffered three weeks ago is going to be the starter this week so it's percent can rest his hamstrings and we'll see what happens with London out in Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook ate this all out again last week he not play with that ankle injury calling him questionable going into this week be surprised, even if he does a full workload. Alexander Madison's been great while he's been gone. So Keep an eye on that. And New England running back Damian Harris suffered a rib injury on Sunday. He seemed to check out fine after the game. He's limited at practice. He's questionable going into this week. But one more thing, the uh, Patriots are going to have to handle this is Saints' lost quarterback, Peyton Hill, who suffered a concussion on Sunday and a nice hard head-to-head hit in his quarterback seat. He is still in the concussion protocol. And pretty much the entire Giants offense is hurt at this point. Um, quarterback Daniel Jones also got knocked out after a quarterback sneak that resulted in a concussion. Looks a lot worse for him. Couldn't really stand up. He's in the concussion protocol, but they're saying he's on track to play. Mike Lennon's the backup there, and really that's that's not what he would be running out pretty much ever. Um, so keep an eye on him. Running back Saquon Barkley rolled his ankle still kind of questionable. They're hopeful they dodged the bullet. He's undergoing tests. He's not practicing. That's going to come down to game time. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay was already, already dealing with a groin injury. He was knocked out of the game with a hyperextended knee. He's going to miss at least one to two weeks. He will not be playing this week. Then we talked about Tadarius Tony at the top of the show. He is dealing with an ankle injury, sprained his ankle, also punched a player, and it is not my head, but one of his trainers on sidelines. He's also really for punching a player at the end of the game, so Things are right on track. My Sterling Shepherd and Darius is both are still questionable with hamstring injuries. They of played last week. I would just you them this week. Doesn't look very healthy out there. Eagles put tight end Dallas Goddard on the COVID list yesterday. Um, some people are reporting it's a positive test, but not everyone's saying that. So if there is an outside chance he could play to, tomorrow night, uh, it doesn't look good, though. If he is positive, he may miss next week as well. So keep that in mind. In Pittsburgh, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster uh, underwent shoulder surgery yesterday for a dislocation that he suffered. He is done for the season, which is not great there. Uh, but they are getting wide receiver James Washington back, it looks like. He is practicing this weekend with a groin injury, and he's on track to play Sunday. Also, they lost Najee Harris in the fourth quarter with cramps. He's going to be of going into this week. Let's get that man an extra day or two. The 49ers put George Chittle on IR this week with his calf gonna be out at least three weeks. This week is their bye week, so really he only misses two games for you, but that's not what you wanted to see. And after the 49ers come back from their bye week, they are more than likely going to see Jimmy Garoppolo back under center. Trey Lance suffered what they're calling left knee sprain, and they're already saying it seems like he's not going to play in week seven. So we don't bench quarterbacks in San Francisco. We just give them a, a nondescript injury so we can – Put somebody else back out there. Seems to be their strategy not working great. Right. In Seattle, they got a way bigger problem, and quarterback Russell Wilson suffered a ruptured tendon in his middle finger after hitting it on a defender's arm Thursday night. He had surgery. There's no timetable for his to He had at least a few weeks, and that means Gina Smith is your starting quarterback in Seattle. So, Not ideal. Let's not put him on our list to pick up this week. They did, however, get tight end Gerald Everett back off the COVID list. He was officially reinstated yesterday. Rashad Penny, who's been on IR with a calf injury, has a chance to return this week. Keep an eye on that. Um, Money back Chris Chris Carson also didn't play on Thursday with that neck injury. They're calling him day-to-day, but he's improving. It looks like he's going to play this week. Uh For Thursday Night Football, we're not going to see him head in. he's officially been ruled out as of this afternoon with his fractured roots. Quarterback Tom Brew showed up uh with his hand wrapped at all of his media appearances this week. He's got a Bruce thumb on his throwing hand. He's going to play. He says he's fine. I believe him. Have a few, a few more avocados. He'll be okay. Wide receiver Chris Godwin was limited to practice. He's now racked up both knee and ankle injuries. He's questionable. I keep an eye on that. Even if he does play, when was surprised to does play the whole game. It might be a blowout. In Tennessee, we did not see wide receiver Julio Jones last week. He didn't close that hamstring injury, though they did get AJ Brown back. Uh, Jones is questionable. He is not practicing right now. He doesn't normally on Wednesdays, though. So keep an eye on that up until game time. And out in the Washington football team, as if they didn't have enough issues with their email servers. Um, they lost wide receiver Chris Samuel during the game. And he re-aggravated that groin injury. They're calling him week-to-week. Doesn't look great for him this week. Antonio Gibson has apparently been dealing with a shin injury. He's not practicing all of a sudden. He is, this is questionable. It seems like he's going to try to play through it, but they're going to have a plan to be there. And in better news, it looks like quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick has been on IR with a hip subluxation that he suffered. Could be clear to return as soon as next week. So Taylor Heineke starters. Watch your back. <laughs> and what has it been up to, I've
0: just been sitting here watching Squid Game.
1: I mean, do you think you can play Squid Game? Do you think you
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think Blue would eat me first.
1: Probably. Blue is definitely a predator. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> Maybe don't let him watch too much of the school games. But
0: might get an ideas.
1: That's true. That's true. So you might wanna might want limit his screen time just for everybody's, you know, health benefit. Um, but who do to with the waiver wire since we've got a few holes to fill, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean you know, running back is tough, you know, because we're gonna be missing Mike Davis, Alvin Kamara, Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, and Michael Carter this week. Uh, Pickings are, again, pretty slim, although not quite as slim slim as some weeks. Uh, Sony Michelle had a nice um, game last Thursday night. Yeah, I feel like they're starting to
1: split time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was almost a 50-50 split. And again, I think it was Mm -hmm. mostly because Henderson was, I mean, they gave Michelle a lot of run in their uh, drive right before halftime, I think he picked up all but five of his rushing yards on the drive late second quarter, and then he, of course, has a touchdown yeah. in the second half, but um, so, you know, we'll see if he gets more involved, you know, throughout the game on a more consistent basis mm-hmm. this coming week, but uh, yeah, he is definitely somebody that if he's out there and you're desperate for a bye week fill-in, or just, you know, if you have Daryl Anderson, and aren't sure uh, what's going on there, um, Just yeah, you, you might be worth an investment. Uh, Devontae Booker with the Giants and case Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley can't play, although I'm not as um, wild about that. Uh, Daryl Williams with Kansas City, Giovanni Bernard with Tampa Bay. And if you want to make a speculative move, Marlon Mack in Indianapolis is rumored to be headed to all the teams that are having running back issues right now. So, yeah, uh, everybody's training and... for
1: him apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So, he's rumored to be on about 31 other teams by mm-hmm. this time in <laughs> early November, but we'll, we'll see what actually transpires. Wide receiver-wise, you know, slightly better options, you know, Kadarius Tony likely getting snapped mm-hmm. up this week left and right. I don't think he'll be left on too many waiver wires after this week. Um no. Christian Kirk, the it's it's funny Arizona has such a potent passing attack, but other than DeAndre Hopkins, you're never quite sure who's going to, you know, yeah, be, be Rondale
1: Moore, you know, it's the it's beneficiary Kirk, from. What are we going to
0: do? Yes, so Christian Kirk, AJ Green, and Rondale Moore are all widely available. You know, probably not going to be league winners, but you know, given the way Kyler Murray is playing. This um, mm-hmm. season so far, you know, they all seem to have a pretty high floor. So those trio of receivers. Yeah, and
1: Max, Max Williams Hard- isn't going to be cutting into the uh, targets anymore. So no, apparently we out there. gave him
0: the curse. Apparently we, we gave did. him That's the curse. So of death or the kiss of something last week. So, <laughs> um, McCall Hardman with Kansas City. And if you want to, you know, get real speculative, Josh Gordon, who did catch one pass in his Chiefs debut last week, um, Hunter Renfro is still surprisingly out there in a lot of um, yeah. leagues. Even more surprisingly, Tim Patrick still out there in a lot of leagues. Um, Nelson Aguilar, D.J. Chark, and Mon Ra, St. Brown, who seems to have uh, gotten into Jared Goff's uh, good graces all of a sudden the last couple of weeks probably primarily yeah. because of the injuries that you were citing before, but uh, don't sleep on him. <laughs> Times
1: are tough out in Detroit. Things are not getting better.
0: Okay, um, for QBs, if uh, Tyler Heineke is still the starter this week, I, I think he's a decent pickup if you're um, trying to replace uh, Matt Ryan or Zach Wilson or Jameis Winston. Um, Trevor Lawrence, maybe Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Mac Jones. Again, nobody you're going to win your league with, but you know, certainly
1: okay might if lose one week to
0: him.
1: Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's all you
0: yeah. can ask for. Yeah, and um, tight ends, as you alluded to, even if San Francisco were playing this week, uh, we wouldn't have George Kittle to put in our lineups because of his being placed on the IR. Kyle Pitts had a nice game against the Jets last week and probably won a lot of people their matchups, but he won't be able to reprise that this week because his team's on a bye. Um, Zach Ertz is a nice pick up, um, especially with Dallas gutter, you know, probably missing the game. Uh, John o. Smith, Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin, Dan Arnold, who seems to be settling into his uh, new home in Jacksonville pretty well, although I still wish um, uh, Sam Darnold were his quarterback. Arnold to Arnold. Uh, I mean, yeah, geez. I miss that uh, even though we only had it for a couple games. Uh, Jack Doyle and Mo Alley-Cox in Indianapolis and O.J. Howard is a uh, Rob Gronkowski fill in for Tampa Bay um Thursday yep. night. So um any There's any additions options, or duations from that list?
1: No, I like Zach Ertz a lot. I like O. J. Howard a lot. Um neither of those defenses are, are particularly interested in stopping tight ends it seems. So uh I think they're both good picks. I I feel terrible about what we did to Max Williams.
0: I really do. Yeah, um, The game. Defenses, if you're looking to stream somebody this week, I would look for uh, Green Bay, Kansas City, Minnesota, Miami, and Las Vegas, all widely available. It
1: sounds like we we agree on some of these lower-scoring games.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, let's, After uh, how many high-scoring
1: yeah. ones we had last week.
0: <laughs> I still think there are going to be a fair number of high-scoring ones this week, oh, there's but, um, some. Probably I think there's there's definitely
1: not. some haves and have-nots this week.
0: <laughs> yes, the cat bowl is one of the have-nots, but we'll get to that. It so, unfortunately uh, is. running back-wise, who do you like this week?
1: Well, if Christian McCaffrey plays, and I it seems like he's going to, I want to start him for sure um Austin Eckler as well who's really coming into his own all in on that Najee Harris who I think is really the only functional piece of offense on the Steelers so as long as we keep that man hydrated put him in your lineup Derrick Henry uh again it's, I, I don't know what's going on with Ryan Tannehill he does this to us every year well there's a couple of weeks where he just kind of doesn't exist so Derrick Henry's got to pick up the slack where the bits of that now James Robinson even though going to London I think he's still got a big week ahead of him Ezekiel Elliott Preferably not running into any more pylons, but we'll take what we can get. Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and Daryl Henderson, Jr. Even in the committee, I like him.
0: Okay. Um, Not too much overlap this week, but uh, here goes. Um, Mm. I have Derek Henry at the top of my list for this week. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook or Alexander Hamilton or Alexander Madison, whichever one of them starts for the Vikings this week. Leonard Fournette, Daryl Williams, Daryl Henderson, and Kareem Hunt. Honorable mentions to uh, James Conner and Zach Moss. Okay.
1: Well, I, I don't have a ton of yours on my avoid list. So that's something. Rolling I don't have
0: it. a lot of yours on mine either, so it's probably a good sign.
1: Yeah, I think we're doing all right so far. Uh, Miles Sanders at the top of my list now and forever. I just I don't understand it. Some days I might have a long game in Philadelphia, but... Until then, Kenneth Gainwell seems kind of more appealing sometimes. Uh, Alex Collins in Seattle, it looks like some of you guys are going healthy on coming back. He's going to see less time. Uh, Sonny Michelle, I'm putting my, my eggs in the Daryl Henderson Jr. basket this week for Sonny Michelle, though I do like him, especially off the waiver wire. Ronald Jones, II, Mark Ingram, II. Anybody who's running back who is the second, apparently I don't want to start this week. Then Hines, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, A.J. Dillon, and JD McKissick.
0: Hey. Um Josh Jacobs at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Chris Carson, Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. So a rather abbreviated list, but uh, given the buy it's list
1: the same. kind of <laughs> hard
0: to uh, come up with a list of ten avoids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's very true unfortunately. Uh how about wide receivers? Who are you liking?
0: Uh, this week, as in most weeks, uh, Devontae Adams at or near the top of my list. This week he's at the top. Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, assuming he's healthy enough to play. A uh, little more sanguine about uh, Chris Godwin than you are. And Amari Cooper, honorable mentions. I've got a long list here. A.J. Brown, Robert <laughs> Woods, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, and Adam Field.
1: As soon as I decided Matt Stafford's not about Bobby Trees, a.k.a. Robert Woods, all of a sudden he remembers he's on the team and throws him a million footballs last week. So, I mean, I, hopefully it happens again. But <laughs> I have Super Cup at the top of my list. I think this this Rams offense has a lot going for it right now. Tyree Kill a very close second. Uh, Devontae Adams checking in three. Stefan Diggs and Terry McLaurin. Uh, Frank Williams. DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, again, as long as it's healthy enough to get out there, and Jamar Chase running on the top ten.
0: Okay. My avoid list, I've got D.K. Metcalf at the top of it, Alan Robinson, yeah. Brandon Cooks, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Tyler Lockett, Darnell Moody, and Chris Conley. So, again, the abbreviated top ten that only has, or bottom ten, that only has uh, eight <laughs> people in it. But I guess the good thing is there's no dishonorable... Mentions this week
1: That's true and you know it's Better to have a shorter list of People you don't want to start than people you do want to Start I guess so we'll we'll take the silver lining Here Uh, I have Devontae Parker Yeah I I have Devontae Parker At the top of my list I'm not really sure What we're going to get out of Tua and we're going to London And apparently teams just leave wide receivers home Sometimes now when we go to London So who even knows if he'll get there I don't want to start him if he does uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, et al., not named, Kadarius Tony out in uh, New York, Darnell Mooney, Cole Beasley, Henry Ruggs, Sammy Watkins, Leviska Chenault, again, a product that's just, just a bad London game, Robbie Anderson, Julio Jones, and Nico Hartman.
0: Okay. And um, how about uh, quarterbacks who do you like this week,
1: There's a lot to like this week. I had a hard time figuring out what order I wanted to put people in, but I'm putting Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list. like the matchup. pissed off. I think he needs people to talk about something other than what his brother and fiance are doing on social media. So, like, he's got to throw a few more touchdown passes. Uh, Josh Allen coming in at two on my list, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, and Justin Herbert. Then I've got Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady all the way down at seven this week, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Aaron Rodgers.
0: Sneaking into the top ten. We actually have nine of ten that we agree on, which is Whoa. kind of shocking. This is a first? You had Carson yeah. Wentz, and I had Baker Mayfield, but other than that, a slightly different order. But uh, yeah, we, James we Winston's to... on a
1: buy, so we can't disagree about him this
0: week. <laughs> no, well, yeah, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> also at the top of my list. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. That should be quite a matchup um, this week. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, and Tom Brady rounding out my top ten, and uh, Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins checking in for honorable mentions.
1: Ryan Tannehill is checking in on my avoid list, much as I don't like to do it, uh, as well as Daniel Jones. Kind of self-explanatory there. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Geno Smith. Please, please don't be starting Geno Smith in your lineup. I don't, I don't care what has to happen. That should not be a thing. Ben Roethlisberger, Justin Fields, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and Trevor Lawrence. A lot. To so yeah, we
0: have some uh, Derek Carr at the top of my list. Uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, um, Davis Mills, and Geno Smith. And yeah, I agree with you. If you're starting Geno Smith. This week, uh, maybe unless you've had a team quarterback situation. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, you don't want to be starting him under any circumstances if you can help it.
1: No, no. Oh, so bad for Seattle. Um, tight ends. Who are you liking this week?
0: Uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, as he is most weeks. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews, Dawson Knox, Tyler Higby, Tyler Conklin, David Njoku. Uh, O.J. Howard, Robert Tanyan, Anthony Furkser and Jared Cook rounding out my top ten, and uh, honorable mention to two cowboys, Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, who I'm still hoping will uh, reemerge. I, I, I
1: have not, time. I have not ruled him all the way out. I think, I think we've not seen the last of Blake Jarwin, but it, it does certainly seem to be Dalton Schultz' show right now. But uh, we've got a lot of overlap.
0: Down on him more than I am on Jar Jar Banks right now. <laughs> that, uh, him uh, I like also, Jar Jar if he doesn't improve. I mean,
1: even if he does improve, <laughs> it's a pretty solid nickname. <laughs> We've certainly done worse here. Uh, <laughs> I've got Travis Kelsey at the top of my list as well as Mark Andrews. I think those are pretty much no-brainers. TJ Hawkinson, I've got ranked a little higher. Somebody's got to catch a football, and it's not going to be Brandon Uh, Darren Waller, Dawson Knox. Dalton Schultz, Mike Gusecki, checking in, finally. Tyler Higby, O.J. Howard, and Jared Cook, back from the dead.
0: Okay, my avoid list has uh, Darren Waller at the top of it, Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, Farrell Brown, and Will Disley, and hopefully you're not starting any of those guys with the possible exception yeah. of Darren Waller, but uh, pretty, uh, pretty... I'm uh, sorry,
1: Darren Waller. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I don't, Let me know how that works
0: work
1: out, work. out for you. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll get something there. Something has to be functional in Vegas, right? Like, it's just a war of attrition. Something's got to hit. But, uh, Cole Comet is at the top of my avoid list. Mo Alley Cox is very tall, uh, but I still don't know if there's enough value there this week. Anthony Fersberg in Tennessee, David Njoku, Johnny Smith, Robert Tanyan, Dan Arnold, he's not catching passes from Sam Darnold, uh, Rob Gronkowski, now is ruled out, so definitely don't start him. Uh, Austin Hooper and Tyler, who I keep wanting to call Ty Conklin. Ty Conklin was a backup goalie in the NHL. Not playing tight end. You should not start either of them, Ty or Tyler. That's my my advice for you.
0: (laughs) Sound advice, indeed. Um, Defenses, who do you like this week?
1: Love the Rams, probably forever. Uh, Rams, the Bills, definitely the Colts and the Steelers. Uh, the Bengals running out my top five, checking in there. The Packers, Cowboys, Panthers, Vikings, and the Buccaneers. Do you bring tiers? Are you going 10? Are you going less? What are you, what are you feeling this week on the defense? Um, I,
0: I actually have 11 this week, but uh, <laughs> they are kind of in tiers. The first tier has Green Bay, Indianapolis, Denver, and Pittsburgh in it, and the second tier has Miami, Detroit, Houston, Kansas City, the Rams, Dallas, and Seattle in it.
1: Okay, I mean those are those are pretty decent tiers. I, he almost got to ten, Bring an eleven. I like it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm the avoid list is longer,
0: but
1: yeah, because I'm curious. The avoid list is everybody else in the league. Um, I I'm going mm, with the circle ten. <laughs> the Bears are at the top Actual of it, uh, followed, followed by the Browns. I know how conventional of me. Uh, the Seahawks. Like I said, there's nothing good going on there. The Raiders. Not sure. Not sure what they're doing. They aren't either. It doesn't seem like they're playing defense well. The Cardinals, uh, Texans, Patriots, the Lions, the Broncos, and the Dolphins.
0: I have the uh, football team at the top of my list, Chargers, Arizona, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Chicago, Baltimore, Giants, Cleveland, Tennessee, Carolina, and New England, In my extended 10. She's actually (laughs) twelve. 10 plus (laughs) 2. Well,
1: um, I'm curious to see. I think we're going to line up on at least a few of these games. I'm just hoping I rebound from last week. It was a tough
0: one. (laughs) Well, you did well. You were 11 and 5. That's nothing to sneeze at.
1: It was okay. Those 5 were, like, big time bad, though. They were way off. What are you doing? The so, so Falcons don't even have a defense. They didn't bring half their wide receiver core. I just I can't I can't with
0: them. Well, anyway. Any consolation to you? I got that one wrong. You got the um. Yeah, so yeah. But, started off tough. um Hopefully, uh, off, we've we got, got, got the. Back the uh, again, I I'm pretty impressed with eleven and five. So. Uh, Well, thank you. Tampa Bay traveling to Philadelphia for the Thursday night game. Depending on how healthy Tom Brady is, I think this could actually be a pretty close game. Philadelphia, impressive road win against uh, Carolina last week. Okay, yeah, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Carolina didn't, but still, you know. Still,
1: that that wasn't a bad Panthers team.
0: Carolina to 18 points is is pretty good so we'll see if Philadelphia can keep it uh, going I think they keep it close but ultimately the Buccaneers are a little bit uh, too much for them I'll go with a final score of the Tom Brady's 31 and the Jalen Hurts is 27.
1: Or what to make of Philadelphia I mean they they seem to have nothing going in the red zone for three weeks and then all of a sudden they're like oh hold on everyone we're a functional football team next last week I don't know what we're going to get here I do know that Lane Johnson is not playing he might not the rest of the season it doesn't look like we're gonna have Dallas Goddard and they still don't seem to understand what running the football is so these things make me feel like they probably can't beat Tom Brady even if he starts using his left hand to throw so I'm going Tampa in what is closer than I would have picked if this game was played two weeks ago, but I'm still going Tampa 31, 23. I'm not ready to trust Jalen Hurts yet
0: or maybe ever. Okay. Okay. Um, Next up, we've got the uh, second London game of the season. Jacksonville always gets a London home game because their actual home attendance is so lousy, but uh, (laughs) Urban Meyer, will see if he goes out dancing in London, but, uh,
1: do you think anyway, they're going to bring um, Urban Meyer back? They might just leave him in London. Like, oh, sorry, plane left without you. We'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Hopefully, he'll remember to, uh, which side of the road and the street to be on. But uh,
1: he might have been the one um, that leaked all of these emails. He's like, we got, we got get some of this attention off attention me. Away what can from me? we
0: do probably we're going to create
1: a diversion and set john gruden on fire out in the west coast i'm going to forget about this
0: yeah that's an interesting theory i like it um i i think you know <laughs> miami of course didn't look very good last week who knows what they get out of tua but they're still better than jacksonville um interesting aside i actually saw miles gaskin on uh, waivers in one of my leagues this week, Me I guess somebody got impatient, snapped him up. up. I mean, it took a fair amount of my fab budget in that league to do but it. He's an, an actual, an you know, actual
1: real running back on a on a team that runs the football. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you never quite know what they're doing with Ahmed and Malcolm Brown too. But you know, he's pretty clearly the number one guy there, and maybe with two of back, their offense is a little more functional and opens up some things in the run game for him. But, I mean, he looked good at times last year. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see if that pays off or not. But uh, it was an interesting pickup. So, anyway, surprised to find him on the waiver wire. But, anyway, I talked about this game, or at least I have long enough. Um, I'll go with the final score (laughs) of uh, Miami 27, Jacksonville 24, and Blue is looking at me, uh, giving me the stink eye.
1: He's ready. He's gearing up for his picks. We're almost there, Blue. Well, he's already <laughs> mad at me for picking
0: against the cat teams. So, I well, I'm seeing a Blue's good
1: side. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to mess with Blue. I've seen I've seen him in action in photos. So I think probably the most interesting thing about this game is that you were able to get Miles Gaskin on the waiver wire. So I think that was a very valid way to spend our time talking about this. I don't know what this offense is going to look like in london or with Tua under center it's been a little disjointed in my opinion jacoby Brissett's a better better quarterback currently he's going to actually throw the ball if you're looking for pass yards so i think miami's run game is going to open up a little bit um but i am going to take jacksonville in a mini upset here 23 20 just because i i think weird stuff happens in london and if jacksonville is going to win a game this is their setup for it this is their chance
0: all right. Um, next up, we've got uh, the Sunday early games, not the the morning games, but the early games, <laughs> and we'll start off with a Midwest time zone matchup between uh, Green Bay and Chicago. In Chicago, uh, Chicago looks a little more functional. You know, Justin Fields starting to look like an NFL yeah. quarterback a little bit. You know, certainly better than the debut, but I, I don't think that they're seriously going to challenge uh, Green Bay I mean sure any given Sunday anything can happen day for Chicago I'll go with the final score of uh, uh, Green Bay 31 Chicago 20 and I think Aaron Rodgers will light them up
1: yeah I I think you're probably right I am going to give the Chicago defense a little little respect and the fact that they're in Chicago which at this point actually might be a a detriment the way that you know Matt Nagy's kind of alienated an entire fan base Uh, but I'm still picking Aaron Rodgers' win by touchdown. I've got Green Bay winning 27-20. If David Montgomery was healthy, I might feel like there could be potential here, but without David Montgomery and, and not really sure what's going on with, with quarterbacks as a whole in Chicago, it's tough picking to pick to win.
0: Okay, next we have the game that Blue is really pumped for, and he's probably the only one, but um,
1: Cincinnati <laughs> –
0: on the road, he might be Detroit. more vocal um, than Joe
1: Burrow is come Sunday about this game.
0: <laughs> he might be, and I'm just definitely staying away from the TV. If, you know, if he's watching, yeah, because yeah. I Smart don't want to get in between him and a, a game between two cat teams. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually going to pick Detroit to win their first game of the season here. You know, I'm not sure. You know, if they've they've gotten close a few times. I don't think. Cincinnati is, you know, is the kind of team that's going to you know, run away and hide from them. I think they keep it close and maybe win on a late field goal. I'll go with the uh, final score here of um, Detroit 27, Cincinnati 24.
1: I think you're on the right track. You just might have the wrong team winning here uh, because in Cincinnati of five games they play this season, four out of those five have been decided by three points. So Picking a field goal to be the decision maker here it seems like the way to go. Statistically, that's a strong play. Um, I'm picking Cincinnati to win 24-21, mostly because Detroit seems hell bent on finding ways to actually lose football games they should win. So it's hard to feel like they're going to actually do it. I think, I think it's possible, but you know the injuries are piling up now. Not having your center really really scares the hell out of me for a quarterback. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay safe. You and I are both in blues, good graces, because we're still both picking cat teams. I'm going Cincinnati
0: 24-21. All right. Um, next up, we've got Houston at Indianapolis, and Eagles fans are hoping that Carson Wentz plays most of the game and plays poorly enough that All uh, Indianapolis <laughs> <Yeah>. loses, <laughs> which is kind of an odd combination to be rooting for. But uh, anyway, I, right I don't think they can – Help themselves this week. You know, Houston put up a nice effort against New England last week, but uh, I think that um, Indianapolis, even banged up as they are, probably still a little bit better football team than the Texans are. I'll go here with the final score of Indianapolis 24, uh, Houston 21, and hopefully Jonathan Taylor has a good game, as you were predicting.
1: Yes, yes, I'm also hopeful for that. Um, I'm, I, I was very happy with what we saw to Carson Wentz this week. Um, it looks like maybe only one of his ankles is bothering him and not two of them anymore. So that, I think, is a real step in the right direction, pun fully intended. And if T.Y. Hilton comes back, that's even better. Um, I wasn't banking on him playing in this game. I'm still cautiously optimistic about it, but I'm still picking Indianapolis to win 33-24. This Colts team is starting to get a little healthier, and they're starting to look like maybe they should have looked like this whole time. If so they just get a kicker and make field goals, they might be all right.
0: Okay. Next up, we have an uh, interesting matchup, Kansas City. I know people are saying, what's wrong with them? Why can't they stop anybody? Well, we're playing good offensive teams almost every week. This week, that will change a little bit. Yeah. They're playing Washington. You know, Washington is uh, missing Logan Thomas, and Ricky Fields-Jones is a nice tight end as we remember from his Arizona days but uh, mm-hmm. there's obviously no Travis Kelsey and Antonio Gibson may or may not be healthy I just think Kansas City wins this one pretty easily I'll go with the final score of Kansas City 34 Washington 24 as Kansas City gets rid of the uh, bad taste of that Buffalo game
1: now the same as the Buffalo sauce they're all about that Kansas City barbecue. Um, yeah, I think I think Washington is just what the doctor ordered for Kansas City. They If they could stop turning the ball over, that would really help their cause, and this is the defense, which on paper should be a lot better than they are, even with a couple of injuries now over the last few weeks. Washington defense has been very, very paltry compared to what it should be, and I think Washington will stay in this just because Taylor Heineke is going to have to throw the ball forever, and eventually Terry McLaurin is just going to run into a touchdown. It's bound to happen, Um, but I have Kansas City winning 31-24 and a little bit of a shootout out in old D.C.
0: Okay. Next up, uh, we've got the Rams hosting the Chargers. This will be an interesting test of the theory about uh, West Coast teams coming East. Actually, we've got a couple of them. The next two games are both in that category, but uh, Chargers traveling Mm -hmm. East to play the Ravens. And I don't think it's going to be the time zones that will make the difference here. I think it's just that with Lamar Jackson, you know, versus Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson being at home, I think the Ravens are just a little bit better. I'll go with them by a field goal. If we were at a neutral site or in Los Angeles, I'd probably pick the Chargers, but, um, I'm going with uh, Baltimore here, 34-31. And hopefully uh, Lamar Jackson will leave some yards over for the rest of the team this week, unlike last week where I think he had 450 yards of offense and there were (laughs) only like 25 or 50 yards of offense that didn't involve him.
1: He's literally putting the team on his back, figuratively and literally. So um, I actually have the exact same score. I've got Baltimore winning 34-31. Um, I think this Baltimore defense doesn't get talked about enough. They are very good, uh, especially at secondary. And the Chargers, while there's a lot of offense, there's a lot of good there, I think they're still missing that, that little bit to get over the hump and beat a team like Baltimore on the road. I don't think they're quite mature and there enough yet. Um, but I think this is gonna be, it's gonna be a good game to watch.
0: The one thing, though, it seems like we can probably do away with the narrative about them not being able to come back or hold on to leads in the fourth quarter for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the new coaching staff or Justin Herbert's maturity, maturity, maturing. I'm trying to mix my words here. Uh, Whatever it is, (laughs) something seems to be working better this week. And I was just thinking, of course, last year was the first year where a team made it to the Super Bowl in their home stadium and won the game. Um, yeah, it, it, well, it was the first time a team made it to the Super Bowl in their home stadium, and, and they proceeded and to also win. the, first time know, that I guess they the won closest to yeah. uh, <laughs> San Francisco, you know, won a game at uh, Palo Alto years ago. I think they won a Super Bowl in you know Palo Alto, which isn't too far away from San Francisco. But um, anyway, the point being that uh, the way the Rams and the Chargers are playing so far this season, and that they both play. In, SoFi Stadium, the home of Super mm-hmm. Bowl Fifty Six, it would be interesting if that uh, happened for a second year in a row.
1: I mean, it, it, they're both so good right now. It's hard, to, especially this Rams team. It, it's tough to see that one of them might not make it that far. But I, yeah, I mean,
0: they're both you know going to have a lot of competition, and chances are that neither one makes it. But uh, they're both in the hunt in their respective conferences. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, So back to the games, we've got uh, the Rams or the other West coast team traveling for uh, an East coast matchup in an early game. They're traveling to New York again. I think here there's so much of a talent gap between the two teams that giants might keep it close, uh, but I, I don't see them, you know, pulling the upside here, although with a final score of, the Matthew Stafford's 31 and the uh, probably Mike Glennon's 24.
1: I mean, they're they're selling hard. Daniel Jones might play, but that's probably just so people stop watching Mike Glennon footage. I mean, he's tall. That's about the best thing you can say about He's Mike good Lennon. at being tall. Uh, yeah. He's very good at being tall. He's are a giant human. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't seem translate all that well to throwing He's a giant giant, but. He's a giant. Giant is right. Although, in all fairness, he doesn't really have anyone to throw to either. That's true, too.
0: Maybe Plexiglas is still around. I mean, he's he's
1: probably not in a nightclub, at least with COVID. So, there's one less place to look for. It's worth a shot. (laughs) And we got our pun in for the week. I feel good about this. Um, I'm also shockingly going to take the Rams to win this game. I'm taking them to win by a larger margin. I've got them winning 30 to 16, and I honestly think that the reason they only score 30 points is they're just going to run the ball pretty much the whole second half. Um, But there's plenty of fantasy points to go around. I'm just not entirely sure who's going to play football for the Giants, and I think that's one of many
0: issues with this game. I guess the Mannings aren't doing their show, their Monday night uh, commentary for another week.
1: yeah, maybe I they'll bring Eli watch.
0: back. You know, it's week seven, so they, if he's not doing anything, this weekend, maybe they did put him, weekend, did put
1: him in the the Ring of Honor, so there's some goodwill there. Yeah, That'd be something.
0: So, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: we'll um, see. next up, we've got uh, Minnesota traveling to Carolina last week. Uh, Philadelphia traveled to Carolina and came away with a win, and I think that uh, we're going to have a repeat this week. That. Uh, Carolina's going to lose at home. I think they'll score a little bit more than they did last week, but I think Minnesota's offense is also more more potent than the Eagles, and for me it all adds up to a, a Vikings uh, victory by field goal. I'll say Minnesota 30, Carolina 27.
1: I um, I, I think Carolina's going to bounce back. I've got them winning at home. With or without Christian McCaffrey, I think they'll be all right. What I've decided about this Minnesota team, I've been trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. Is Kirk Cousins good? Or is the team good? Or are they not? You almost lose to the Lions. I don't know what's going on. I think they just play exactly to the level of whoever they're playing. A great team, they're going to play great. They're going to score score for score with Kyler Murray. A bad team, they're going to play bad. And I think they're going to play just the same as Carolina does. It might be everybody's throwing interceptions. It might be everybody's running for touchdowns. But I bet Carolina winning in a a bit of a fourth quarter barn burner twenty four twenty three. Minnesota it just I can't do it. Can't put my eggs in that basket yet. So even without the Darnold to Arnold connection, I'm gonna go
0: to Okay. Next up we have um another game that I'm kind of excited about. I think the the yeah, Baltimore the Chargers game I'm excited overnight. about and then yeah. For the late games, the Arizona-Cleveland game is the one I'm most interested in. And uh, I'm going to pick then. the home team here. They were in a shout-out uh, last week in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and came out on the short end. But I think they're going to uh, come out on the right end of uh, this one. And I say they win at home by a score of 34-31 and send uh, the Kyler Murrays to their first defeat of the season. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not gonna go that far. I think Arizona's going thirty to twenty four. I think it's a close game. I think Kyler Murray's the better quarterback and that's the decision here. Not having Chandler Jones out there definitely helps things for Cleveland. Um Baker Mayfield probably'll have a few less nightmares. Maybe he'll have another garage sale. I don't know. But uh I do know that I think that we've all made such a big deal about Cleveland not going for throwing uh at the end of the game and and running for these garbage garbage, trying to get fourth downs and, and throwing a hail mary. I think they're going to try to overcorrect too much, and they're going to just put too much on Baker Mayfield at the end of this game, and that's going to be the reason they lose. Sorry, Baker, but Kyler Murray's coming out on top this week.
0: So next up, we've got uh, your Cowboys traveling to New England, and you know, who knows, you know, with Bill Belichick, you know, what to expect. Um, but uh, I think Cowboys are going to continue their winning ways, and I'll actually take the same score that you did from the last game. I'll pick uh, Dallas to win by a score of 30-24 to 24 here.
1: Okay, okay. I like that. Uh, I, like I said before, as a Cowboys fan, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm worried it could be this game, but I'm I'm still going with the Cowboys to win, 28-17, so pretty decisively. I think Mac Jones, maybe just if you don't throw it Trayvon Diggs, you'll probably be okay. Um, but you start doing that, you might have some problems. That's that's my advice for him this week.
0: Okay, and then the first uh, Ra- Raiders game in the post-Chucky era, they're traveling to Denver. And I, I think the combination of the thin air and the chaos that
1: uh, chaos. ensued
0: um, yeah. this week is just going to be a little bit I- – I think the Raiders might be a better team talent-wise, especially a quarterback. Um, but – I just think there's a little too much going on there. I think Denver's going to rebound from that loss at Pittsburgh. I'll go with a final score here of uh, Denver 27 and Vegas 21.
1: Yeah, not not sure what happened to Denver last week. Um, I think it'd be nice if maybe we, we introduced Teddy Bridgewater to some of his wide receivers because he seems to just forget some of them are there. But old Teddy two-gloves, he's going to be wearing his two-gloves in Denver this week. Like I said, there's a lot of chaos in Las Vegas. Still don't know who's going to call plays. Also super possible that John Gruden is actually close the franchise. Um, so I don't think we can rule that out as a potential issue. I've got Denver winning 28-23. All
0: right. And because there's only three Sunday late games uh, with the bye of the Sunday evening game, yeah. the aforementioned Steelers uh, hosting – Another um, game this week. This time it's the the Geno Smith-led uh, Seattle Seahawks, which I think says all you need you to mean? know about taking for walk. this game. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that they somehow managed to keep this game close, just because Ben Roethlisberger isn't reminding anybody of his uh, previous self this season. But I'm going to say that uh, Pittsburgh finds a way, based on their defense, to and Geno Smiths being the opposing quarterback to, to win the South State Pittsburgh 24, Seattle 21.
1: Yeah, this this is a game I wish we had flexed out of Sunday night. <laughs> not at the point in the season yet, but, like, yikes. Uh, my real hope is that – it with Cincinnati, finish. Detroit literally anything I think I would like if I put Cincinnati and Detroit in there and just put an ISO cam on on Dan Campbell I just I just want to see him live his life it's just what a what a human but um I hope Seattle does not bring those terrible lime green color rush uh just awful uniforms um it's it's Geno Smith going against a real defense and it's still – Geno Smith is still Geno Smith. They're talking about bringing in Blake Bortles. So, like, that's that's where Seattle's at. As much as I love Blake Bortles, no one else in the world does. Um, so, I love Pittsburgh winning 23-17, and I think it's it's the defense. Geno Smith's going to throw at least one pick six. It's not Ben Roethlisberger winning this game. I feel pretty confident, confident about that.
0: Right, and then uh, Monday evening we have uh, the third game that I'm really excited for
1: this mm-hmm. weekend,
0: and that's the Buffalo at Tennessee, and I'm going to pick against Buffalo here. I know they've looked mighty impressive their last Ooh. couple weeks especially, but uh, I think Tennessee is going to be pumped at home on a Monday night. Uh, Derek Henry has uh, been putting the team on his back uh, with Ryan Tannehill, not really – um, doing his uh, part yet this season, but uh, maybe that starts to change if his wide receivers are healthier. He should have at least AJ Brown back. This, well, he was back last week already, but he should be at least healthy enough to contribute this be week. Uh, I'm going to go, go
1: with
0: um, yeah. I'm going to go with Tennessee to win this by a field goal. I'll say uh, Tennessee 34, Buffalo 31.
1: I'm very excited about this this game, not only because it's two good teams, but I think we can finally find out if Tennessee is a good team or not. Like it just it's it's been a tough season. Um, I I'm picking Buffalo though. Shockingly I'm not the Tennessee apologist this week. I'm taking Buffalo thirty five thirty. Um just because I think that their defense overall is, is gonna give them a little bit of the edge here. So very excited to see how that one goes. We've got some good good games this week. We've got Blues Cat game, we've got a lot of good action. Um, but before we leave you, a couple of daily fantasy pick options for you. Just a reminder, we try to give you value picks. You know who, who you want to start with the big dollars. Go for it. This will help you get there. Um, at quarterback, Carson Wentz. Can't, can't say enough good stuff about the, where the price is and what you're going to get back. Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Taylor Heineke, all good pricing. At running back, Damian Williams in Chicago. Devontae Booker in New York. It looks like probably he's going to be getting the bulk of the carries there. Latavius Murray and Sonny Michelle, A wide receiver, T. Higgins, Jacoby Myers, Bobby Trees, DJ Moore, and tight end Mark Andrews, who shockingly, like, still reasonably priced. Uh, Hunter Henry and Ricky Seals Jones. Defensively, the Colts and the Bengals are good picks. you are looking for teams to stack this week. The Colts, Rams, Patriots, and, and the Washington football team, all good options there. So, so we we've hard. already covered on all- – Not the Seahawks, not the Seahawks, not Geno Smith. Don't go with any of that. (laughs) We've got you covered on all facets for anything you need fantasy football-wise. If you need help, we're around all week long, all over social media. You can find us at the number 4THN into show on Twitter at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And, of course, if you missed any episodes, you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, listen to them, enjoy. And we'll be back with you next Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And good luck to everyone this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.